It's time for Hey.com. This is the podcast where we help marketers and business owners just like you grow your customer community through helpful how-to videos. And today we're going to speak with John Wally Wallbacker of Group 9 Media. Welcome, Wally. Hello. Yay. I am so glad you could come on today. I wanted to ask you about a quirky unknown corner of YouTube, and this is the end screens, but not just end screens on YouTube, end screens with YouTube channels in the late night comedy shows. How's that? How's that for you? Work for you? Oh, I'm super game for that. Okay, great. You have a special experience with this. You've been doing this type of thing for a long time, and you're at Group 9 Media now. Tell us a little bit about your background and what you're doing now. Absolutely. So uh, right now I'm the VP of Audience Development Insights for the West Coast for Group 9 Media. It's a digital publisher with brands like Now This, The Dodo, Thrillist, Seeker, uh, really uh, trying to own uh, a lot of really important conversations in the digital space, uh, news, you know, cute animals, uh, where to go to eat down the street. It, really, we want to cover all sectors of society in that way. So uh, yeah, I work uh, predominantly um, through the West Coast where my uh, experience level uh, is most prominent uh, with YouTube, uh, mostly because of my past experience at um, you know some MCNs like uh, Maker Studios before the Disney days uh, and Collective Digital Studio now Studio Seventy One, um, and I've done a lot of work with a lot of really big up and coming YouTubers, people that have made it, people that have already established big audiences, uh, and specifically why I think. I might bring a lot to the table today. Uh, we worked uh, with NBC Universal when they launched the Tonight Show um, with Jimmy Fallon as the new host on helping uh, develop a, a stronger YouTube strategy for them uh, to really, you know, own the space. Uh, which, you know, five years later, they're doing a really good job of. Uh, and uh, and one of the big things we instituted was, you know, paying attention to those end screens. Uh, so I have some perspective. Right. And I, I watch most of the late night comedy on YouTube, not on TV. And I usually watch the monologue every night before I go to sleep. And what I noticed is that, and they post them easy uh, earlier here on the West Coast. But what I've noticed is that some of their end screens in my mind are better than others in that they actually call attention and do a call to action for you to click and watch the next video, which is what I recommend businesses do. And currently, Jimmy Kimmel does that the most. Is that is that correct? I think that's uh, a pretty accurate uh, estimation of the world right now. Yeah. Um, James Corden, um, uh, Stephen Colbert, Jimmy Fallon, uh, Conan O'Brien, uh, they're really uh, sticking to more of just a title card approach to the end screens. Um, you know, here's the information about the show, when you can watch more. Um, some of them do leave in proper spacing for in-card elements, uh, subscribe buttons, um, uh, new video placement uh, or new videos to look at and all that sort of stuff. So, um, you know, they're clearly thinking about it from a strategical perspective, uh, but it's the Kimmel ones that have uh, what's almost 
new extensions of content. Jimmy is on camera talking to the viewer, uh, usually making some sort of fun, irreverent joke within the very tight you know, 20 second span that he has. And it's set up in such a way that there is more content that he's either directly referencing or uh, sort of esoterically referencing that allows people to sort of draw their attention to another piece of content instead of letting the uh, suggested video tower or whatever else is going on on their computer or their mobile phone to sort of drive that next watch action. And just to be specific, this is the last 10 to 20 seconds of a YouTube video. This is built-in functionality into the YouTube platform. And that's where you can put the subscribe button or a link to a website if, if you have enough views to qualify. And you can also link to other videos or playlists. And for businesses, I encourage them to do a a call to action actually within the video and, and point there because that's very likely to get a continuation view. And then when you get these more continuation views from your videos, then the algorithm starts promoting you. And of course, if you're doing a nightly show, it, it's probably just easier just to put the same title card and music at the end because you're doing so much production. But tell me what Jimmy Kimmel does and and what does what did Jimmy Fallon do in the past and and what's going on and how does it relate to this yeah so I think that you kind of to take it back to the past a little bit and work our way up to where we are today um, when we first took a look at uh, Jimmy Fallon's um, uh, channel and the way they were driving people to the next uh, video this was about five years ago when YouTube was using a different uh, ecosystem for uh, driving people to new content from the end of videos. It wasn't specifically tied to the last 20 seconds. Uh, it wasn't specifically, um, uh, you know, templatized to where you can put each piece of uh, your asset of direction. Um, you basically had carte blanche to do whatever you want. And so a lot of uh, very successful independent and organic YouTubers were being really creative with how they utilize that and driving a lot of audience uh, mobility from one video to the next, uh, increasing exactly what you were talking about earlier with that continuation view. Uh, one of the most important uh, things that you can try to uh, increase within your viewing habits within your audience is getting them to that next piece of content. So we had uh, an ecosystem that there was a lot of creativity um, and a lot of traditional uh, media entities, television, you know, movie studios didn't really know how to utilize it. So the team at The Tonight Show uh, was pretty smart and thinking ahead of sort of their time within their peer set and, and saying, let's get outside help to utilize this better. Um, we built out a strategy where for the first time amongst any of these groups, uh, you know, we recorded uh, Jimmy actually doing comedy bits, not too indifferent than what Kimmel is doing today, um, but a little less um, polished. You know, we were all kind of doing it for the first time and they had their writers working on it. They had Jimmy actually perform little bits um, and we had a solid handful of like interactive in cards as, as we were sort of calling them. And we would pepper those in, you know, amongst the uh, large number of videos that you're posting on a nightly sort of basis. Um, that 
you know, allowed us to then say, all right, let's target the videos we know that are going to do well and use these as pivot points to drive more views. And for a long time, it was really working. It was a good tactic um, to sort of hold the audience's hand to another piece of content that you really wanted them to watch. Then YouTube changed things and no one was happy because no one's ever happy when YouTube changes something. Um, but this is the one that I got mad about. Uh, they took annotations away uh, and they really right. locked everyone into these end screens um, and they lost a lot of their creativity. They lost a lot of their functionality in terms of like really dry, drawing someone's attention to an action um, because everyone kind of had the same tools now. So we've seen a lot of uh, sort of falling away of importance within the end screen, um, mostly because as a percentage of your traffic source, they've just been going smaller and smaller and smaller. But, um, but if I could interrupt you for a second, uh, one of the things that the end screens do is that they're able to work on mobile and tablets and where a lot of traffic has gone Whereas the annotations were only functional on desktop. Absolutely correct. And it's not and my, uh, you know, old man yells at sky opinion <laughs> about the change. Um, you darn kids with your mobile phones. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't preclude the fact that uh, that I completely understand why YouTube would make that change. Mm -hmm. It is uh, it's obviously naturally going to um you'll be better over time because it works in a place where the other functionality didn't. And mobile is now more than half of the total viewership on almost everyone's uh, channels. So they were right. And annotations now would be uh, a minority uh, tool instead of something that can apply to everybody. So that makes sense. Um, but what you have then is the need to understand what value is the end screen still providing because there is still value in it and mm -hmm. it's still not something that people should ignore. Um, you can deprioritize it like a lot of these late night talk show hosts do um, and just sort of throw up um, some sort of card that can house the tools. Um, at least they're not just letting the videos end naturally and then slapping a subscribe button and another video to watch over the last 20 seconds of a video, which um, is particularly annoying to see on music videos um, <laughs> to this day. It's like, you know what this platform is. You know, Vivo is going to put all of these tools on there. Just give me 30 seconds of black. That's all you need. Now, nope. I think you actually talked to the the guy from Kimmel or got some information from him on what their current strategy is. Did you not? Yes, yes. Um, the guy who is the digital guru of all things Jimmy Kimmel, been there for years, uh, Mike Chaffee. Oh, certified, I know him. Yeah, certified genius. Chaffee's the best. And uh, so I talked to him about, you know, what Kimmel's doing, like, where is their perspective, uh, knowing that we were going to have this conversation. Uh, and he gave me a couple insights. Uh, first and foremost, uh, they treat the sort of comedy within that last 20 seconds with the same respect they treat everything else that the writing team uh, does and, and Kimmel himself. Um, so they really uh, are showing respect to the platform and showing respect to the form and function of the end screen, which I think shows. I think that there's an authenticity to that where it's not, you know, 
five jokes every month that they just rotate in and out that you see 20 or 30 times. Um, but instead they're kind of spreading it out a little better. There's more uh, sort of nuance to it. And they're frankly getting funnier and funnier because they know how to write for a right. 20 second spot. Um, and the key value there and this is what Chaffee was saying and something that I fully agree with is the value is a little less now about the specific click to another video action, but creating longer watch times and higher percentages of retention because people want to stay through that last 20 seconds um, is a potentially big advantage against channels that are just having 20 seconds lopped off their total runtime by rule because there's nothing there for anyone that provides a value back. Um, and also the value back for how the algorithm treats the other videos within that in card space. So you are choosing to put a video in there to drive someone to the next, even if they're not clicking that specific video, the algorithm is saying, Hey, the creator thinks this is the right next video for a person to watch. So that means it is more likely to show up in the suggested video or later in your browse feature uh, because you watch this one video and here's another one to watch. So it's just another area for that continuation view and how to drive uh, more people to watch all videos on the channel, not necessarily specifically that one or a specific drive you're doing uh, you that specific day. And, and to add on to what you're saying, it's not just people will watch through that last 20 seconds. I imagine some people always want to see what sort of antic or, or quip he has at the end. So if it's coming with only a minute to go in the video where they might click off, they get used to the idea of wanting to stay to the end because they don't know what he's going to say. He could say anything and thus that overall length gets longer. Uh, and by the way, the longer you get these audience retention, the higher the algorithm starts to rank you and put videos from this channel in your feed. Is that correct? Absolutely. I mean, you know, watch time is very, very important, but it's also retention rates and how much people are watching. Um, you ultimately have to understand the why of what YouTube is trying to do. I mean, this is cornerstone for how I talk to people when figuring out strategy of any kind and including in screen is the why does this work? Why is YouTube setting up an algorithm to do this thing? Not for the value of you, the creator, but for the value of YouTube, the platform. And the why here is they want people to watch. They want to watch longer, watch more, to go deeper down those watch rabbit holes. So any content you do that increases the likelihood of someone watching longer, watching more videos, going deeper, then you are, are doing something that the algorithm is likely going to favor. Um, so understanding that it's not about like a super quality view of a certain percentage of, of watch does not need to be 10 minutes for some magic trigger to go through. It's just how good is your video of getting people to watch more? And then how good is it to keep people watching the platform of YouTube, right. hopefully more of your videos. But really, if it's keeping people on the platform, you're going to also still see some decent uh, algorithmic benefit. So big shout out to Mike Chaffee of the Jimmy Kimmel Show, who I, I talked to years ago. And it's so nice to hear he's still doing a great job. Uh, what uh, What other sort of audience retention techniques have you got rolling at Group 9 Media uh, that 
businesses can make use of? So that's a really good question. I think it dovetails actually really nicely um, to end screens and specifically, again, what we're trying to accomplish with end screens, which is pushing people into more content. Um, about two-ish years ago, I could be a little wrong on that, um, YouTube introduced Community Tab. Uh, it's basically like a, a, a dime store version of a social media platform built into the channels. Um, and so it was really good for vloggers and people who have a very constant day-to-day -day conversation with their fans because they can now write posts, share videos with you know unique messaging, and, and really kind of build a community as intended. Uh, but for the longest time, you know, publishers, major media entities, basically anyone that isn't super active and deeply engaged on a day-to-day -day basis with a fandom um, really didn't get a lot of value out of the, the tab, and it was really an afterthought. Um, within the last six months, though, uh, we've been seeing that the acceptance of its use amongst just fans of regular YouTubers, um, as well as the incorporation of the feed, the community tab feed into uh, homepage experiences on mobile uh, and desktop uh, has really allowed that to be a viable new touch point for a, a business and their audience. Um, so we've been experimenting with a lot of ways to increase our community tab usage um, to grow and promote general channel health as opposed to individual video viewership bumps. I don't, I don't know what that means. What does that mean, promote channel health? So channel health is essentially how YouTube is uh, thinking about the channel as a whole. So um, an example would be you're a channel that, you know, used to get 10 million views of video and now you're getting 140,000 views of video. Um, and so, so you are you have a bit of an algorithmic profile that you can't escape from with the 10 million. But the 140,000 now is about all you're getting. So it's more difficult to sort of then grow that out because you're still far afield from where the channel used to be sort of. Are you, are you saying that that's because there's too much competition or you, you don't, your content isn't as good or your, your, your audience has gotten older and is no longer interested? It's a factor of the, the sort of how the algorithm views your content uh, is essentially it's a book, a book that's being written since moment one of you uploading that piece of content. And all of that information stays within the algorithm to look at. Mm -hmm. um, it now will change its uh, values of how much it weighs or how much it cares about. But this is how you uh, will see people kind of be subscribed to a channel, but only periodically see some of their content because they don't really engage with it that frequently. And the algorithm kind of can read that and say, oh, Jimmy doesn't look at, you know, channel A that frequently anymore. So we're not going to put it in there. Um, and when you have a, when channel a has 3 million subscribers that are from nine, from 2011 and are not really active anymore, it looks like that's 3 million inactive subscribers. Okay. So it, it, it hurts tiny levers on the channel. That's these, these are, these are, um, triggers that are, that rank the number in the hundreds that will, guide the algorithmic placement of certain things. But we want to make not just individual videos perform better, but the entire channel 
uh, perform better because that increases suggested video placement on all videos. That increases, you know, your likelihood to reaching your fuller subscribership base within the launch window of a new piece of content. Um, it's just generally um, better to have you know, algorithmic health for the channel as a whole in addition to the videos. And how does the community tab do that? The community tab does that by keeping your channel present within uh, a more frequent uh, experience of, of an audience member. So you, if you, uh, let me interrupt you. So you're saying if there's if you only do one video a week, for instance, the community could be once a day. Is that is that what you're saying? And, and ping the viewer? Uh, precisely. And I, w I would call it less of a ping and more of just a placement within their normal YouTube watching experience. But if you release a video on a Thursday and then throw a poll up on a Tuesday, um, that gets, you know, some decent percentage of, of audience click through, then those people are more likely to see your new video next Thursday. Um, now, there's going to be some super fans in there, so they're always going to see the content, and they're the ones most likely to engage. But if you can grow that number up to the the thousands, the tens of thousands, as we've seen in some of these really big channels that really utilize the community tab well, um, you're just keeping the channel more constant and more present in the feeds of people, of audience, um, beyond just the, hey, did you watch this video? Fantastic. So people use that community tab. Uh, John Wally Wallbacker. It's so great to talk to you. Could you spell your name so people can look up and find more stuff from you? Absolutely. Uh, that's uh, Wallbacker, spelled very different than how it's pronounced. W-E-I-L-B-A-E. C-H-E-R. And how can people find out more about you and Group 9 Media? Well, you can uh, follow Group 9 Media uh, at group9media.com um, as well as in the, any of the individual brands. Now this, The Dodo, Seeker, Thrillist, um, all are uh, fantastic brands. Many of you have heard of, um, but that's where you'll see a lot of the work that we're doing. Um, and then for me, uh, I'm on uh, LinkedIn. It's the last name as previously spelled. I'm sure uh, we can, you know, have that uh, linked somewhere. Um, It'll or be just, in the show know, notes. Perfect. Uh, and, uh, and on Twitter, uh, at J-W-W-A-L-L-E. Uh, same for Instagram if you want to look at some really awesome pictures of the top of my head enjoying Disneyland. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you, John Wally Wallbacker of Group 9 Media. And people will be able to find this episode by searching for the word hey and Wally Wallbacker. My name is Dane Golden, and I want to thank you, the listener, for joining us today because in each podcast and in every video, we show you how to grow your business by building a loyal customer community on YouTube and other video platforms. And so that we can do this better for you, I'm going to ask you right now to subscribe and to give us a review. Thanks to our special guest, John Wally Wallbacker of Group 9 Media. Until next week, here's to helping you help your customers through video.